like Donald Trump? No. Was he a role model for my sons? Absolutely not. We have perhaps two of the most flawed human beings running for president in the history of the country. Yes, I'm supporting Donald Trump. I'm doing so as enthusiastically as I can, given the fact that I think he's a terrible human being. Uh, but the choice on the other side is just as bad. That's something I think we haven't seen before. That's Mick Mulvaney back in November 2016. Now the president's acting chief of staff, but he was weighing in on candidate Trump back in November 2016. Let's talk about this on our roundtable, joined by Matt Schlapp, chair of the American Conservative Union, Roland Martin, host and managing editor of Roland Martin Unfiltered, Molly Ball, national political correspondent for Time Magazine, and Peter Baker, New York Times chief White House correspondent, also co-author of Impeachment and American history. And Peter, let me begin uh, with you. We just learned Friday night Mick Mulvaney is going to be the acting chief of staff after the president was rebuffed by Nick Ayers, rebuffed, it appears, by Chris Christie as well. What is it you think is going on here and why acting? <laughs> well, it's a great question, right? Because uh, Mick Mulvaney actually had one of the job at one point early in the year, but I think there's been some reluctance, as you say, to move in at this point. Mulvaney makes some sense, right? He'd been a member of Congress for a number of years, and I think what the president is heading into now is two years of pretty uh, fierce, open partisan warfare, and probably could use somebody in that position who understands what that's going to be like, helps him uh, figure out how to cope with it, because uh, some of these other folks who were being talked about didn't have the experience that Mulvaney had. But here's the problem. He's still head of the OMB, the Office of Management. He wanted to budget. keep that. He wanted to keep that, not ready to give that up. The problem is that's a Senate-confirmed job. That means that the House and the Senate can pull him up to the Hill to testify in a way that most chief staff don't testify, as you know, because they're the president's personal aides. Yeah, and this is an issue, Matt Schlepp, and I, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out, and maybe you know, you have connections to the White House. Was the acting at the request of Mick Mulvaney or at the president, is he really serious about trying to get a full-time chief of staff? Well, first of all, remember, every chief of staff is acting because you don't have the job for that long. It's about 18 months. You know, Obama had five. I mean, this is not unusual to have well, three in two years. Is it's pretty quick. I, I will admit that. Uh, as far as Mick Mulvaney being reluctant and everything else, I think he's going to jump into this job enthusiastically. Uh, he's actually a perfect fit in many ways. He's a former congressman. He's tight with the conservatives on the Hill, which is an important relationship for the president. He's a lawyer in these times. That's incredibly important. As far as him being able to wear these two hats, he's been pretty good at wearing multiple hats uh, throughout this process. And I think when you go to the Hill, even in these times, that idea that you have that executive privilege as someone who's non-confirmed, the Democrats are going to test that. And we had Bush administration officials that eventually had to go up to the Hill as well. So I the think administration we're... officials did as well. As well. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going to get off easy on anything. Molly Paul, the chief of staff is an impossible position, in basically in any White House, especially here. Yes, I mean, if there can be degrees of impossible. Uh, and that's why, uh, despite the president's protestations, there were people who uh, have a lot of experience with this president and who knew how difficult this would be, who knew how difficult the job was for Reince Priebus, knew how difficult it was for John Kelly. And so the president, you see him over and over shuffling people around in the cabinet or in the administration because he needs to feel that comfort level with people. He needs to feel that, that somebody understands him. And yet, a lot of the time, the people who understand him the best are the people who are least willing to be in these positions where they're going to have to be some kind of gatekeeper, going to have to do some form of trying to organize uh, this president's processes because that's a really hard yeah. thing to do. And Roland, that did seem to be on Chris Christie's mind as he put out that statement on Friday saying thanks but no thanks. He shouldn't be remotely even thinking about going to work for Donald Trump. Look, Mulvaney, I hope he's a praying man. Uh, because he is about to walk into uh, a firestorm. You look at what's happening with the Mueller investigation, now Democrats taking over the House. Uh, it is going to be 
nothing but drama over the next uh, year. Uh, and so my suggestion, be prayed up, get some get some well, healing oil. He is a praying man. Because, well, no, no, <laughs> but, but he gonna need some Lazarus type praying. Well, that uh, back, that's what he's gonna need. That gets back to the point that I talked about at the top of the program, Peter. This this constellation of investigations yeah. is really unprecedented. Every single aspect of the president's life is now under investigation. So hard for any White House to be prepared for that. Absolutely, and so you're fighting on multiple fronts, right? And up until now, he at least had the defense of a Republican Congress, a Republican Senate, and. Republican Republican House that wasn't going to make his life more difficult than he was already facing with Mueller and other agencies and, and prosecutors. Now you have on top of that Democrats who have subpoena power, who are frustrated at what they see as the failure of the past Congress to investigate properly, who are eager, maybe go too far, that's the worry that they have, but are going to be really bombarding this administration with all sorts of investigations and, of their own. And Molly, well, getting very, very personal, I saw Senator Susan Collins did not want to bite on what Adam Schiff was telling uh, the New Yorker, that they're going straight at the president's business interests and whether he's shaping policy to help his business. That is, as we know, always been a red line for the president. Well, and the, and the business is the family, too, which is even more of the red line, right? Because the Trump organization really is and has been the Trump family. There hasn't been any separation between him and his children and his whole operation. And so the Democrats don't see any of this as off limits. Uh, and as Peter said, there is a fear on the part of some Democrats that they may go too far and appear to be only on a, a partisan crusade. But the Democratic leadership is doing a lot right now to make plans to try to organize between the different committees to try and decide you know which hearings come first which investigations proceed first who handles what because they are very concerned to try to create an image that what they are doing is in fact accountability and not as the Republicans see it quote-unquote presidential harassment. But George the biggest issue for Mulvaney and for his party you have a liar in the Oval Office you have a man who lies about lying. I'm laughing this week at them attacking Cohen, saying, oh, my God, he's a liar. It's sort of like John Gotti saying, oh, my God, you can't believe Sammy the Bull because, believe me, no, both of you are murderers. And so Donald Trump has to deal with well, you has yeah, to, uh, been a lying president, and that's what he well, is. You heard, the, you heard the, the distinction that Rudy Giuliani tried to draw today. He said, said it's not the same if, if, as long as it's not under oath. He but the previous well, lot, man, remember, he previously told let, us that that, look, that I, I know he, we he have the payments. A, I know we have a big, raucous political disagreement in the country. And I know that people want to get right to every aspect of Donald Trump. But it's important to remember, and I think it came out in your interview, that all of these, all these investigations are offshoots over this question about whether or not the president did something wrong with colluding That's with not Putin. True. It is true. It's just not true. No, George. George, George it is true. I just lost my microphone. It is true. <laughs> First of all, remember, this is the president who said he, did, he knew nothing about I, I, the payments. Last, but time, then now I, he last does. time I checked, I was talking. So yeah, but also, but, but these, don't lie. All, all like Trump these, lies. Now, please. Hold on. All of these investigations, the, the, the root of it is a special counsel that what it appears has happened is the scope has broadened whether or not they hand something off to the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York, whether or not there are people talking with uh, legal officials in the state of New York. The idea that every aspect of Donald Trump's life is under investigation is not an accident. It's being done on purpose. It is everything they can possibly do to politically weaken the man. And George, if the American else. people, if you, they can't prove collusion, then what the American people who are fair will say, George, this is nothing but politics. George, you just had a former U.S. attorney who was sitting here. Anybody knows that when the federal government is investigating you, when they walk in looking for something, and then they 
discover something else and then something else and then something else, then they, that's what they do. This is not new. This is what well, you, you don't like. Let me, let me bring that like to Guess what? I'm not going to lie. You don't like I'm not going to Hold on, guys. I'm not going to pay porn stars. Let me bring that to Peter Baker. You've covered either three or four White Houses. Yeah. I think every White House is subject to investigation. Just this morning, we're learning from NBC News that 62% uh, of the public say that Trump isn't telling the truth in the Russia probe. Yeah, yeah, that's a real problem for him because it, it, one of the things that uh, uh, President Clinton, uh, who obviously went through the last impeachment 20 years ago, was sustained partly because he kept popular support, right? His numbers always actually stayed high. People didn't think he was much of a husband. They didn't approve of his behavior, but they thought he was a pretty decent president and they were, uh, they had popularity in the 60s. That's not the case here. So Trump doesn't have that kind of, uh, you know, sustaining support. If we get to an impeachment battle, the question is going to be, can he keep Republicans with him? So far, he, d he is, right? And that's all before a report or before new legal that's action. Right. He's also facing, as Molly, as you were talking about, this new reality of the Democrats in the House. I want to show a little bit more of that meeting with uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer this week. You know, Nancy's in a situation where it's not easy for her to talk right now, and I understand that, and I fully understand that. We're going to have a good discussion and we're going to see what happens. But we have to have border security. Mr. President, please don't characterize the strength that I bring to this meeting as the leader of the House Democrats who just won a big victory. Extraordinary moment there, Molly, and a real window into the next two years. It was a perfect vignette, a perfect metaphor for exactly what divided government is going to be like. Because you have a president who, for the last two years, has been able to hold that meeting with the House and Senate leadership with only Republicans. And now, all of a sudden, the Democrats get to be in the room, and when he says something, he's used to being able to just say it and not be challenged. They're right there to say, no, we disagree, no, you're wrong. <laughs> and then, and I think Mike Pence also is a nice metaphor for the rest of the Republican Party sitting there trying not to be part of any of the well, And I think that, I wonder if this is going to mean that the president is going to have to adjust his communication strategy. He came to like this idea that we bring the cameras in when he's yep. got these meetings going on. That was fine when he had all the cabinet saying, yes, sir, yes, sir, we, we, we honor you. Not the same when you got the Democratic leader. I, I do think it's a good vignette. I, I agree with Molly. But let's remember, Republicans don't have a supermajority in the Senate. The only thing Congress does, I hope it does criminal justice reform, which we can agree on. But the only thing way. it really does do, as you know, is pass a funding vehicle for the government. And when, they, when it gets to that, they've got to have Democratic votes. So all along the way in this presidency, he's had to deal with the supermajority question in the Senate. Now it's just shifted. We have actually more Republicans and more conservatives in the Senate. So actually, his standing is better there in the House. You're right. It's going to be... They're going to do everything they can to drag him down. For a man who loves reality television, I do not advise him to bring cameras in because he's going to get owned every single time. That, that image when Obama went to the Republican conference and said, I'll take your questions, Trump would never do that. And so Pelosi tried to save him. She said, we should talk in private. He should listen to the woman in the sitting there who's going to be leading the Democrats in the House. One of the things I was wondering about, Peter, is it seemed like, and the door seems to have closed right now, it seems like four or five months ago the president could have declared victory, taken mm. some border security funding, yeah. and, and, and called it the wall, and he would, could have kept the government open. Apparently he's not going to do that. Can he get out of this now? Yeah, that's the question, right? Because you, the, the solution, obviously, as you just said, is call border security. The Democrats will say they didn't vote for the wall. He'll use some of the money for, for the wall if it had been ambiguously written. Now they're really at, at, against the wall, so to speak. Uh, they have to decide by the end of this week whether they're going to cave, which side is going to cave. And we're likely to have a shutdown of some sort heading into the Christmas season again. The president's already said, I'm 
willing to do it. I'm proud to do it. He, that's, that's satisfying to his base. This is the most important promise he ever made on the campaign trail, and he repeated it again and again this fall. But again, that's the question. It, it does appear that the president seems convinced that this is going to help him politically. Oh, well, he was convinced also that campaigning on this was going to help Republicans in the lead up to the midterms, talking about immigration when they would have preferred to talk about the economy or something else, and that didn't work out so well. So his in political the Senate instincts, it sure did. We have the to Senate keep, it absolutely We added still two did. great new, a net of two senators, and this is a, this issue actually is a very tricky issue. It is very Would concerning. you take the trade? What'd you say? Wouldn't you take the trade? Would I come up with an agreement on the budget? Oh, absolutely. A couple of, uh, hey, I, I'm not breaking... Senate seat less in, in return for not losing the House? Yes. I don't know. It depends, on, it depends on, are we going to have another Supreme Court opening? Is there going to, if there's impeachment in the House, do they have to convict in the Senate? Now, the idea that the Senate is unimportant... Now that you lost, a big point. You lost 40 seats in the House. You also lost nearly 400 seats locally as well uh, across the country, including Governor's Mansion. So the loss is broader than con Washington, D.C. But look, when Republicans had both... Houses uh, of Congress and Trump had already promised the wall way back in the campaign and they didn't give it to him because really neither the Republicans or the Democrats in the House and Senate are that are as preoccupied as the president is with funding well, this wall. He of wall. course also said that Mexico keep, would pay for it. They've been, all, yeah, they've been able to keep the government funded by basically ignoring that promise and Trump has gone along with it until now. So if he's going to force the issue it's going to make his own party pretty uncomfortable and it may force a shutdown uh, that I think neither here, party really the, wants. Here's the problem with the shutdown Peter. Let's say, let's say there is a shutdown. Democrats take the House on January 3rd, their first order of business will be a continuing resolution to open up the government. Then right. the Republicans are back up against the wall again. Absolutely. I mean, the idea that I don't think it would go from Christmas all the way through January. I mean, I have to imagine that they're going to find some way before the end of the year to figure out to keep this open. It may just be a temporary punt the solution down a few months. Maybe, you know, what the Democrats would love is to punt this for a year. That's probably not going to happen. Shocking. D.C. punting. Imagine that, that, right? Shocking. <laughs> that is the last word today. Thank you all very much. That's all for us today. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch live event coverage, click on the right over here to subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to download the ABC News app for breaking news alerts. Thanks for watching.